This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. All right. Now, let's talk about um, the uh, Clippers. because They have some of their own drama today. So, Plumley and who was Bone Tyler? Is that who it was? Yeah. Which is interesting in itself because part of the reason Highland was traded from the Nuggets is because he's quite a bit of a handful. So, he's arguing with like Plumley. They get in each other's face. Lou did a great spin job talking about, oh, maybe we need more of that because after that, we got it together and won the game. Because they were seriously That's playing true. with their food. They were seriously playing with their food. I don't think that's an issue for them to have to worry about it. It's not like Rudy Gobert. Like, to me, that feels a little bit different. But mm-hmm. why are all these teams fighting on the last day of the season, Justin? Like, I'm I was like, watching that I'm like we had our dysfunction early in the year. Thank God I had the whole year to, like, work through it. Because, like, having that, like, on the last day of the, the regular season is not ideal. It's not. Yeah, I was watching that when it happened. It, I mean, Bones Highland is just horrible defensively. And I think Mason was just like, yo, like he's probably trying to tell him like, hey, you were supposed to be here or this is your rotation or something. And Bones, like you said, is a handful. So <laughs> he probably wasn't trying to hear it and they got into it. But after that, Mason Plumley kind of took the game over defensively. I'm not going to lie. Um, so maybe Ty Lue was right. But Bones, man, he, I don't know. He seems like one of those players you just kind of send him to a team that isn't playing for anything so he can get his numbers and not worry about impacting winning. Um, and that's that's kind Probably of the best situation. the big reason they won their last game. He came in off the bench and changed things for them. He's true, true. He's hot He's hot and cold. Like, he can score when he's he's streaky a little bit, but that defense is just not, not it. No, it's not. And, like, there's, you know, there's no word on Paul George. Like, everyone is, like, it doesn't seem likely, it doesn't seem likely. Um, and, like, Shane Young and I were tweeting back and forth today, and he's just, like, knowing the way the Clippers are and how they, like, you know, bring players back. And I said, yeah, but is that same kind of 
timeline going to apply in the postseason? Like, we know it never does. You know, the Warriors are super cautious, too. But, like, Steph arguably in 2016 shouldn't have come back during that Blazers series when he did. And they did. And it was just because they lost one game. They were still up in the series. They were like, nah, we're not playing around with this. We bring in him back and end in this series mm-hmm. in five, you know? And I kind of feel like Paul George's return is going to be dependent on how the Suns are, like how the Clippers are doing in that series. Like if they somehow go into Phoenix and split 1-1, right? Then I think the Clippers are going to feel more comfortable like, okay, yeah, yeah, maybe we can like keep him out a little bit longer, you know, play a game three, see where that is before we bring him back or, you know, whatever. So I just, I, I don't see how they're going to get through that first round without him. But I also don't think the smackdown that people are expecting the Suns to put on the Clippers is going to happen. I just don't, I don't, I, I'm still just, I don't understand why people think the Clippers are this team. Like they're like, Oh, you know, somebody tweeted like, oh, the Warriors, they're lucky. I said, the Warriors are lucky. I said, the Suns didn't even want to see the Warriors. They sat all their guys to ensure that the Clippers would win. Mm. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? The Suns ain't want to see the Warriors in the first round? The Suns have the least amount of continuity, I think, in the Western Conference playoffs right now as far as chemistry, experience, playing together. And the Warriors have the most (laughs) by far. Right. I don't understand why they would want to see the Warriors, especially first round. Um where they've had what nine games with KD and the other guys playing, eight games. And none of those games were against playoff caliber teams. Like, I don't I don't know. But like you said, the Clippers, I mean, if at full strength they match up very well with the Suns, but even still, they still got a good a pretty decent matchup with them. I don't know how Kawhi is going to be able to hold up carrying that load. Cause it's pretty much him as the lone extremely high right. level scorer playing against them. Norman Powell is a good matchup for Norman Powell. Cause he has qu- he's quick first step. He can get to the rim and they don't have a lot of like point of attack defenders in Phoenix. That's why he was kind of cooking them tonight. So they have a better bench than, than the Suns. So the Suns. similar to like what we were saying, right. You know, um, Obviously, they have KD and Book, but if you put like Kawhi and KD sort of on that same level, and I do, if Kawhi is like healthy and fine, then um, in terms of tiers, like, yes, I think KD's better, but I think they're both like tier one guys at their best, you know? So it's like, I think for the Clippers, it's going to be one of those things. Like, it's not going to be like, you're our second guy. Like the way when Kawhi went down that postseason and like Reggie was like their guy after Paul George, I don't think they know or can say like, it's one guy. Like it's going to be, I think a different guy, you know, you're going to have a night where like Bones Highland comes on and really does a lot for them. You know, another night it's going to be Powell. It's going to be like combination of people, but Kawhi is going to have to probably be really good. Like every single night, which is why it's mm-hmm. so important for him to get this week off, which is why I was like, you people are stupid. If you think like they'd rather tank to the play in to avoid the su- Like people really right. thought that. And that's when I was like, y'all are delusional about the Suns. Who do you think they are? You think Kawhi is like right. fearing Kevin Durant? He doesn't fear Kevin Durant. You know, um, so I mean, he said it, and I, I always respect Kawhi's honesty. Like when he was a Raptor and they played the Warriors, 
And I think after they won or it was like close to them winning, or I think it was like when they went up three, one, he's just like, I mean, they are missing some guys over there, you know, like when the media is like asking him all this stuff and he just acknowledged it, you know, like, Mm-hmm. obviously you can't help who's on the court you play who you play but he was just like I mean they are missing you know some guys over there and then like tonight he was just like look we got to play better like they sat all their stars and in the last two games teams did that and they were so close with us so I just I don't I really like Kawhi like I just feel like he's so honest he's like he's you know so I thought that was like you know good of him to say but he's really gonna have to be like Kawhi of old for them to have any chance in this series without Paul George. And so that's how I was like, they definitely want to get that week off too. Yeah. Yeah. Kawhi is one of those dudes. Like he consistently raises his game in the playoffs, like every year. Yeah. Um, he Just like everyone he has, he's had moments where he's kind of like came up short, but that's everybody has that moments, but his playoff numbers are crazy every year. So if there's one guy, um, if, if there's a group of guys, he's a part of that group of guys that can push a team like this without his co-star. Yeah. Um, and like you said, that whole week off is going to be great for him because obviously he's dealing with the injuries of the past and how that affects his body and stuff. So it's interesting. It's people are, like you said, people are kind of delusional about the Suns, about how good they are currently. Like maybe next year, sure, when they retool, they can be really, really dominant or whatever the case may be. But and right now, nobody should be like scared, like, oh my god, I don't want to see the Suns. Like, they haven't played anybody yet. Like, we don't know if they're that good yet because they haven't played anybody. Like with no. KD, they played the Hornets, the Bulls, Dallas with KD with Kyrie and Luca. All three of those teams are not going to be in the playoffs. They played Minnesota, I'm pretty sure without somebody, Denver without their starters, OKC, the Spurs, and Denver again without their starters. They haven't played anybody good. And they were losing every game without KD. Like, you're not that good if you're losing every game without KD. Thank you. You're not. So, and Ty Lue, it's going to be good because Ty Lue, he's good. Like, he's good. You give him a series to match up and plan for you, Ty Lue's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see how Russ plays. Yeah curious to see how Russ plays because they don't have the best rim protection like they got Aiden and KD but neither of them are like dominant rim protectors and they don't have a lot of point of attack defense so he can really attack some closeouts get into the paint make some stuff happen if he's like on his game as far as IQ goes he can be he can hurt them a lot and Terrence man because they just can just inject some athleticism and drives to the rim and just kind of play from there so it's gonna be an interesting series I think it is. I think that series goes no less than six. Okay. Okay. We can, we can, I mean, I guess we can save the whole stuff for the playoff preview, but that's what I think. I, yeah. I agree. I kind of agree. I yeah. I mean, people don't, I'm five and all this bullshit and they get like, no. I said just from the talent and they got home court advantage. I think the Suns win two games kind of convincingly. Um, the Clippers will win one game convincingly. And then there'll be like two or three games that are pretty close. And then at, when it's close, it can go either way. So I can definitely yeah. see it going six. Yeah. Or seven. There you go. Um, and then, you know, I don't, I didn't really care that much about the East. I don't care that much about their plans. It's just very, it's all very uninteresting to me. You know, the West is where it's at. 
Um, based on like the matchups we know so far, I mean, what which series are you most excited for outside of the Warriors? Which I do think is actually going to be the best series. But I think that I think if it ends up being Lakers. Um, Timberwolves, no, Lakers, Grizzlies. I think that one could be a very, like, interesting series because I forgot about the whole LeBron yelling at them, like, for clowning him every time. Yeah, man, like, like the old man mm-hmm. yelling at them. So I forgot they he got, got his little thing with the Grizzlies, too. They don't like them. They don't like the Lakers, and the Lakers don't like them. That's mm-hmm. going to be a really fun series if it happens. Um, I think all the series, I mean, I think if the Lakers end up eighth, and the Timberwolves end up seventh, then all the series will be pretty fun because Timberwolves versus Grizzlies is always fun. And then I think the Lakers can legitimately challenge or beat the Nuggets, so that'll be fun. But if the Timberwolves play the Nuggets, like I said, I think they will get swept. Um, Lakers versus Grizzlies, that would be really fun too. I don't know who would win that series. And then, like I just said, the Phoenix Suns and the Clippers would be super fun as well. In the East, it's going to be one – like Philly, Milwaukee, and Boston are probably going to – either gentleman sweep or sweep whoever they play the Knicks and the Cavs could be a fun series. Yeah. That'll uh, probably be like the closest series. Yeah. But everybody else is getting specked. Unless the Heat play the Celtics, they somehow always yeah. take at least two That's games off the Celtics. <laughs> like, so. Yeah. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Heat Celtics will be good, too. They got some past history, but... I'm not that compelled by um, Jimmy. The East. I just hope, like you know, like when we played the Mavs, their fans were pretty cool. It didn't get too crazy. That's what I'm hoping. The whole um, NorCal series will be like. Like I feel like. I mean, I honestly don't know that many Kings fans, and I haven't seen them like all crazy in my mentions yet. So. Who knows how they'll get once the series starts, but I'm hoping they'll just be cool and we can just like talk shit and you know, whatever. I feel like at least from what I've seen, they're just very in the like, I'm happy to be here sort of thing. So like Mm -hmm. for us to be back and I mean, obviously they want to win. I'm not saying that they don't, but they don't seem to have this arrogance about them that some of these other teams who have not done anything have. So it should be interesting. Yeah, I think it's just kind of like it's it's love there, but it's also just kind of like a a rivalry kind of. Yeah, I mean, I think it is because I mean, I think a lot of them, in a way, too, like the Warriors, right? They like have their team there, and their team wasn't winning, but they had this other team that was close, and so, um, you know, I think Warriors World asked the question about the split, like how much, how what's the percentage of Warriors fans you think will take up the arena? I was like 40%. I think a lot of people were saying that. And they were like, yeah, I think that. Like, I, I think it's going to be, I think the Kings will out-edge them. But I think it's going to be a lot of Warriors fans in the building. I really do. I do, too. I do, too. Especially for the playoffs. Yeah. 
Wow. We are looking forward to coming back once we know, like, all we won't probably by the when we drop our preview, we won't know all of the matchups, but we'll know most of them, I think, except for like the one eight matchups. So um, we'll just talk through what it would look like in either one of those scenarios. But we'll be back with a full playoff preview, a very detailed one for the Warriors, what they need to do. We may even have um, some guests. We'll see. But we're going to come back and do something good for you guys. Um, get more of our thoughts. Um, we didn't even touch Dallas, which is like, they were also crazy. Like the whole, what they did for the last game, which we talked about, but then it ended. And did you see like that Luca had the back and forth with the reporter, the one who said that the Mavs are worried or like, you know, he could ask for to be traded as early as 2024. He had a back and forth with that reporter. It was really funny. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, because um, he was like, he was asked about like, like, how does he feel the progress of the team is or their future? And he's just like, oh, yeah, I know, because it was said, I, I, you know, that I might um, ask to be traded. He's like, I didn't even know that, you know, like, that's what Lucas says. And so the person's like, no, just to be clear, like, that's not, I never said that Lucas said that. So he gets like really defensive and he starts like defending what he said. And Lucas like just listening to him. It was just funny. And he's just like, then I don't even know why you said it. Like, he was like, I was just saying that, like, you know, the way like Kyrie and all these other players, like he brings up all these other players where like their situations weren't great. So they eventually went and asked for a trade. So you were just like speculating, like this could happen. Like, you're pretty specific. You were, like, as early as 2024. It was so funny. And Lucas just like, mm-hmm. he's like, well, you know, I'm happy here, so I don't plan on doing that. And I think Lucas being honest, it doesn't mean that's how he'll feel in another year or two, right? We see Dame right. with all these comments coming up that he's not interested in rebuilding. And I'm tired of Dame, too. Like, he needs to just, like, ask for the trade. Like, he doesn't want to ask for the trade because he wants to look like I'm this loyal guy. But, bro, like, what, like, so I'm over listening to him. But, yeah, it was just a funny exchange. So the Mavs got their drama. And Kyrie did not do um, his uh, exit interviews. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so much drama everywhere, Justin. I love it. I, I feel like you gotta also. look at the Mavs season as a failure, though. Like you guys were just in the Western Conference Finals, and then you come back the next year, and you don't even make the plan. Terrible, terrible. You lose Jalen Brunson, and then you traded your depth to get Kyrie, and then you may not even get to keep him. Yeah, that if they don't keep him, that's that's the big disaster right there. Because I think they have a pretty good foundation as far as stuff to build on because you got a legit superstar and a legit co-star. And now at this point, it's like filling in the gaps, giving them some more size, some more defense. And I think they'll be able to, you know, pull it together next year. But if they lose Kyrie, then that's a huge disaster right there. Cause you traded, you traded people away for him and then they, you get left with nothing. That Luka would be was terrible. Defending him as well. And in, in the exit interviews. Kyrie. So yeah, I don't think Kyrie's been bad at all. I said it last time, no. so he's been pretty good there. So it, it's the, it's on the front office. The front office can drop can can drop the ball, and they've already dropped the ball, but they can really, you know, tank themselves if they don't handle it correctly. 
So glad we're Warriors fans and not fans of these other dysfunctional orgs. Thank you for tuning in with us. We are so appreciative of y'all riding with us all season. I mean, we didn't start at the beginning of this season because the podcast was just getting started, but we've been here for most of the time. We got started in about, what, November? So, yeah. November. Mm-hmm. Most of the season. So, we appreciate y'all riding with us and looking forward to bringing you this postseason coverage where we step our game up a little bit. So, thank you so much for the support. Thank you for all the commentary. Please continue to leave us ratings, five stars. Um, give us favorable reviews. We appreciate them. Share it with your family and friends. Continue to download. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. And send us questions. We're going to like tweet. And we want you guys to know to like send us questions. But if you're not on Twitter and you don't see that, please email us because we're going to be doing a mailbag um, for the next episode. So you can email us at gswspaces at gmail.com. Any questions you have, gswspaces at gmail.com. And we'll answer those questions for um, our next episode. So thank you so much. Justin, is there anything you want to add? No. Let's keep the vibes going. I appreciate everybody tuning in all season, tuning mm-hmm. in for the playoffs. And we're just going to bring home another one. That's because that's what they do. So stick it with is. us through the ride. We're very confident to, to number about five. number five. Yeah, and that playoff preview, we're going to have to talk about what that means for Wardell's legacy because, bro, I thought last year was the one. <sighs> oh, yeah. yeah. For all their legacy, one. but yeah, for sure. This one is yeah this this one is gonna be crazy so can't wait to talk about that with y'all talk about it with justin to y'all next all right so stay tuned more to come enjoy this victory until next time guys take care